Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Who feels a tongue lighter already? Come on, this is a place to be on a Sunday morning and to praise and worship Him. You know what? It's coming to the end of the year, as you know, and a lot of you probably feel tired and weary. But that's a word for someone this morning is to praise the Lord because he's given you the weapons in your hand. He's given you what you need and he is worthy of our praise. Amen. Why don't we thank him one last time. Come on. Praise him. Thank him. Honour him. Worship him in the house today. Amen. Amen. Well, you can take your seat, church. So good to see you this morning. Wow. I love that song. Who loves that song? It's like the song that's going around the globe at the moment. Praise, praise. Come on. Because you know what? When you've got nothing left in the tank, go to praise. Go to thankfulness. Don't sit in the corner and cry and feel sorry for yourself. Go to him and praise. Amen. Before I get into the word, I had a a word for uh, the mighty Eddie this morning. Good morning, Eddie. This is a great, a great family at church, Eddie and Anushka and Eddie, when I was preparing my message this week, you came to mind. That's a bit random. I do think about my husband all the time and Jesus and my kids. But you came to mind, and this is what I felt the Lord say to me. Can I speak this over you? So churches, you know, um, God speaks. Does God speak to you? Yeah. And you know what? I love, I love the gift of exaltation and prophecy. And when we speak a word, it's a word from heaven, from the Father to his people. So this is a word for you, Eddie, from the Father to his son. Amen. So, Eddie, this is what I got. It's been a big year, a stretching year, a year of growth and a year of challenge. And I see some wins and some testing times and some testing moments. And I see you coming into next year and you are going to need greater capacity You're probably like, oh, what the heck. (laughs) But it's time to change gears. And not just do it in any space and speed, but choosing to do it 100% in him. And with 100% trust, seeking his wisdom over yours, seeking his answers over yours, and seeking his ideas over yours. And I got this scripture in John 15, 4, 7. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. I see a time of refreshing coming as you choose to keep remaining in him, your Father in heaven. Amen, amen. Amen. That's a word for you, Eddie. Receive that. Come on, thank the Lord for his word and his encouragement. Well, good morning for those that are visiting uh, with us this morning. My name is Melissa. I get to lead this wonderful church with my husband, Christian, and I'm excited to bring the word as we are at the beginning of December, the last month of 2003. Who can believe that? I, I just remember 2000, what did I say? Sorry, 2023. You know what? Come on, there's a lot in this head. 2023. And that's the year my was born, 2003. So, But, you know, I was thinking about uh, the beginning of the year. 
And I felt like, wow, we're in a new year, we've got so much time. And then before you know it, the weeks go, the days go, the months go, and we're at the end of another year. And as I was praying and I was just seeking the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say to your people today, uh, the, uh, the, the 3rd of uh, December, before we wrap up the year? But I felt the word, finish well, ending the year on purpose. Yeah. So who knows that we can start a year on fire, you know, with great anticipation, excited, what's to come, but then the year goes on, we get a few knocks, uh, things happen, we get discouraged, we get disappointed, things don't go necessarily, necessarily to plan, and we get to this time of year and we can feel pretty tired and weary. But I feel the word of the Lord say, despite my church, despite my people, finish well, finish on purpose. And one of my life um, uh, life mottos, personal convictions, is always finish well. And my husband hears me say this all the time. This is something that I live out. I don't do it perfectly. But as I choose to live that way, I always have peace in my heart. I have a clear conviction and I carry no unforgiveness. And... You know, who knows when things go wrong, people do wrong by you, people move on or they choose and make decisions that are out of your hand. You can move on well. You can finish that chapter in your life well so that you can put your head on the pillow every single night with peace and uh, in your heart and your soul. That you carry no unforgiveness. That you always finish your day well. That you always carry peace in your heart that you can sleep soundly. You know, when others might gossip, uh, you know, they might accuse you, they might hurt you, they might disappoint you, they might do wrong by you. And, you know, there's things that might not necessarily go your way uh, or you can't change what happened, but finish well. Yeah. Leave right. Bless, not curse. Not cuss. You know who you are. <laughs> God calls us to bless. God calls us to be above and not beneath. And it's so easy, isn't it, in our human nature to become bitter and to carry unforgiveness and be resentful when we get hurt, when things don't go our way, resentment builds up. But I want to say to you today, it's easier said than done, I know, but we need to let go of what hasn't happened this year in your life and have the attitude that no one owes me anything. We are responsible for how we respond and behave. We are responsible for how we respond and behave, even if things have gone wrong, even if our people have hurt you, even if things haven't turned out how you thought this year. Before the Lord, we are responsible how we behave and we respond. Amen. And just like Jesus said on the cross, these were one of his final words. Forgive them, they know not what they are doing. You know, Jesus was there on the cross in his last moments, in his last breath, and he was being spat on, he was being persecuted, he was being lied about, he was being gossiped about, he was being hated on. But out of his mouth, he said, Father, forgive them. Forgive them, they know not what they do. In that moment, he did not deserve what he took on the cross for humanity, but he did it because he loved humanity and he forgave us in that moment. Isn't that incredible? That is so incredible. I love that. You know, church, we are called. 
We are called to be the bigger person. This is something that I always speak out over my kids. I say, you know what, doesn't matter what's happened, you're called to be the bigger person. Even if you know you're right, even if you know you're wrong, we are called to be the bigger person. We are above and not beneath. Amen? And I love this scripture in 1 Peter 3, 9, and it says, Never retaliate with someone that treats you wrongly, nor insult those who insult you, but instead respond by speaking a blessing over them because a blessing is what God promised to give you. What a great scripture, 1 Peter 3, 9. You know, I felt the Lord wanted to do this morning is that, you know, we come to this time of the year, but I felt the Lord say, I want to refresh my people today. I want to refresh my people and give them wins in their sail again coming to the end of the year. And as you do today, I felt the Lord say, my people, I want you to let go of hurt. I want you to let go of disappointment. I want you to let go of regret. I want you to let go of mistakes you've made. What a greater place than today in the house of God, a safe place that you can actually say, God, I lay everything down. God, and I receive your presence. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. Whatever life has thrown at you this year, I see some of you have been speaking a certain way. You've formed uh, a language that's come out of your mouth, a language of negativity, and a language of doom and gloom. And I want to challenge you, coming to the end of the year, it's time to change your language. It's, It's time to change what comes out of your mouth. It's time, despite what has happened, you get to choose to either speak into your future or speak down to your future. Amen? Yeah. You either get to choose to speak negativity or speak positivity. I have this conversation with my youngest a lot in the car, going to school and from and home from school. Now, if you know our little Zach on the drums, doesn't he rock? Flippin' heck, he's awesome. But he is, I call him our little bulldog, right? He is our go-getter. He's got fight. He's feisty. Uh, he, he's, like, always got to be at the top of the tree. He's very charismatic and he's always got to be right. He's in the room. <laughs> oh, he was out there. I love him. He's a justice boy. He's a justice boy and I love that on him. But we have conversations and we bounce. And, you know, I say, Zachy, I know, I know that went wrong today and I know you don't like that. But change your language. Don't be so negative. Don't look at the negative. Look at the positive. You can choose, choose one good thing that happened in your day. I guarantee you will find one good thing that happened in your day. So that's a word for someone this morning. You can find one good thing. Don't always look at the negative. You know, it's so easy in our human nature to go to the negative, to go to what is not going right. That's a word for someone this morning. Change your language. Now, I want to just speak into unforgiveness this morning. Is that okay? This is something that I know as, as human nature We carry unforgiveness in our heart and sometimes we feel like we've dealt with unforgiveness and things that have happened to us and and what people have done to us. But who knows that it actually doesn't affect them, it affects you. And unforgiveness is poison to your soul. Unforgiveness will hold you, will limit you. And I want to release you today from any unforgiveness, any bitterness, 
any anger that you have carried through the year, and I want to say, let it go today. Finish well. Nobody owes you anything. You can change how you behave and how you, who you respond. If Jesus could be on that cross and he could say, forgive them for no, no, what, that they know no, what they're doing, we can too. Amen? Amen? Amen. Why don't we thank the Lord for that word? Come on. Thank you, Lord. You know, as I was preparing this message, I felt the Lord showed me three types of people. And some of you are literally sprinting to the end of the year. Like I had a picture of people sprinting like, I just want this year over. And you're just like looking straight ahead and you're running as fast as you can. Like, I want this year over and I'm going to get there as quick as I can. Then I saw the second type of people. Some of you are like headless chooks and you're all over the place. You, you can picture it, can't you? You're like trying to juggle so many balls. You're trying to, you know, you get, you've got this on and that on. It's a busy time of year. The diary's full, the calendar's full. And you're coming to the end and you're like, oh, you're here and there and everywhere. And you're spinning plates. And I saw the third type of people, some of you are so exhausted. You're emotionally, mentally, physically exhausted and you're literally dragging yourself to the end of the year. And then there might be the fourth type of people in this room today and you're just cruising to the end of the year and you're living your best life and I say, God bless you. <laughs> we all want that. If you could locate yourself right now, now those four different people that I mentioned this morning, where are you? Locate where you are right now. And I got this picture in my mind, an athlete running a race. You know your Olympic stadiums and there's the running track. And I had a picture of an athlete and that is like us. And the athlete's running like an 800 meter race and then the race didn't go to plan. He tripped, he fell, he injured himself. He got hurt and he got embarrassed, he got disappointed and he got discouraged. And that's some of you here this morning. You've been running hard. You've been running that marathon of this year and you've tripped over, you've fallen and you're like, how do I keep going? But then I got the picture of this athlete. He thought, you know what, I can either, I can either stay here and, be, and lay down defeated, feel sorry for myself, or I can either get up and I can finish the race with my head held high. And then I was reminded of that amazing scripture, which we all know in Hebrews 12, 1 to 7. And it says, as for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds, so we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin that uh, we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathons race with passion and determination for the path that has already marked out before us. We look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation onto Jesus who births faith within us, who leads us forward with faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his. He endured the agony on the cross and conquered its humili humiliate and conquered its humiliation. And now he sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Amen. You know what? There is a great cloud of witnesses cheering you and I on, going, "You can do it. 
you can get there. Keep fixing your eyes on him, on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. Not in your own strength, not in your own control, not in your own intellect, but a total surrendered life that you can finish well. Amen. I felt the Lord say, I want my people to stop, be still and be present in his presence today. And who's already felt his beautiful presence today? And I want to create a moment at the end of my message. I'm going to call the team up later just to, to create a space where you can be still in the presence of God and get refreshed again coming into the end of the year. You know, we can't change what has been, but we can choose how we finish. Let the Lord refresh you today. Silence all the noise. No one can choose to silence the noise around you. Only you can. And let him love on you. I love that scripture in Psalm 16, 11, And it says, in your presence is fullness of joy. You can walk in those doors feeling discouraged, feeling weary, feeling tired, having so many questions. But in his presence comes joy. In his presence comes hope. And I want to speak back joy. I want to speak back hope into your lives this morning as you come to the end of the year. Be still and know that he is your God. Not just God, he is your God. Do you believe that this morning? He is your God. Be still and know that he is your God. In Matthew 6, 38, it says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Don't borrow tomorrow, sorry, don't borrow troubles from tomorrow or anticipate tomorrow. Be present in today. Yeah. Because tomorrow has enough, enough troubles of itself. And I just feel some of you have been carrying worry and anxiety throughout the year. And the Lord says, cast it off, my son. Cast it off my daughter do not anticipate doom and gloom yeah. do not anticipate what's going to happen be still in my presence and know that i am your god amen he is your god and i just want to uh touch on five areas and i want to encourage you this morning to be proactive and to steward coming to the end of the year but then also launching into the new year so you're ready really quickly number one physically our physical beings. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says, don't you realise that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. You know, you might have had a year where you haven't stewarded your physical body well. You've maybe formed some bad habits, but it's not too late to start again. It's not too late to go, okay, well, I'll wait till next year. Oh, maybe I'll wait till the middle of next year. Start now. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And it says here, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. I love that. You know, that your body, your temple is where you have to live. So I say, the Lord says, take care of it. Be good stewards of your physical being. You know, when we lack intentional discipline in stewarding our physical bodies, we leave ourselves vulnerable to many lures of the flesh. And, you know, as Paul talked about in the scriptures, you know, he purposed in his heart to do, so we need, he puts in his heart to, to live a, a life that was holy and pleasing to him. So we need to discipline 
our physical bodies to keep them under control. You know, when the cravings come, we need to discipline ourselves to say no. And sometimes that's really hard. We get challenged. But when the temptation is to hit the snooze button and we go, oh, it's maybe five, ten more minutes, we need to get up. You know, when the flesh cries out, we need to be accountable before the Lord and to others. Let's not go into another year where our bodies are the ones calling the shots instead of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. The second one is relationally. You know, 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, Do not be fooled by those who say such such things, for bad company corrupts a good character. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so friends sharpen a friend. You've heard me say this before, but show me your friends and I will show you your future. You know, I've spoken this over my kids' lives. I said, you know what, choose your friends well. You are the company you keep. Iron sharpens iron. So you want to choose well. You want to hang around people. They're going to take you into your future, not take you to the side or take you back. You know, I feel some of you have had relationships this year that have been toxic and have affected your year. And you know what, it's not too late to make some changes and make some cuts because I believe God will bring you what you need and what you deserve and what is most importantly, most beneficial to your life. You know, I was thinking about our eldest son, Noah. He's about to turn 21. And I remember over about a year ago and he came to me and he said, Mum, he said, I want, I want the friendships and the relationships that you and Dad have. And I'd said this, said this to him numerous times, but I, I, I knew that he was actually totally ready to receive it. And I said, Noah, you know that you need to go after it. And you know where you can find those relationships and those friendships that you desire and that you need. And, you know, he was in a space in his life for a couple of years. Not he was a bad kid, he was, he was on track. But he was just hanging around with the wrong company. And he knew that he was different, but he was like, well, this will do. Because I want friends. I, you know, he's a very social person. But as soon as I said, Noah, because he was ready to receive it, you know where to find them. And he found them in the house of God. And a year later, he's got some awesome friends. Iron sharpens iron. Like-minded, you know, like-spirited, like-hearted. They're going in the same direction. I don't know that there is anything more important for us to examine at this time of year than the friendships we have. The habits of our friends are bound to influence our own habits. Oftentimes, um, oftentimes out of loyalty and to avoid grief, we allow unhealthy people to remain in our lives when in fact we're well aware how detrimental this affects our lives. And you know, I love it in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs, it talks a lot about friendships, relationships, habits, and it mentions that we should have relationships, like I spoke out before, who sharpen us. And what good is it to hold on to friendships that dull the vibrancy of who we are in Christ, that we, we shy back, that we're not our true selves. Friendships are the relationships we choose, so let's be purposeful with our choices. Let's be wise about the current season of life, honest about whether or not a person's friendship is beneficial. Amen. The third one is our soul, mentally and emotionally. And in Matthew 11, 28, 30, I love this scripture, says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, 
and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Your emotional health won't change how God shows up for you, but it might change how you show up for God. He doesn't change. He's ever present. It's us that wavers, that flounders, that gets highly emotional. We come down, we go here. He wants to steady us in his presence yeah. and find rest in him. You know, I, I saw a picture. Some of you just have walked through this year and you're at a place where your thinking has become so messy and you can't see clearly, you can't think straight. Some of you are so emotionally and mentally drained. But this is a word, come to him for refreshment. Come to him for strategy and he will give you what you need. The very essence of our being alive is our soul. And it is a place where our mind, will and emotions live. And emotionally and mentally, and mental health are vital as we quickly approach the end of the year. And many of us tolerate that. I said this before, stinking thinking. You know, we uh, negative thoughts, you know, that, that stinking thinking that's not great, that's only affecting us. And well, as unhealthy emotional behaviours, and this could be the very thing that is hindering us, hindering you. But Jesus is the giver of rest. He uses various channels through his rest that flows to us. And just like it says in Matthew 11, he reminds us that when we come to him, when we come to Jesus, we will find rest, care, and uh, respite that our soul needs. Church, make space. Make space for him coming into the end of the year. It's not too late. Make space for him to bring healing. Amen. The fourth one is spiritually. Okay, so John 6, 63, it says, The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. How encouraging is that? Yeah. That it, the words that he spoke give us spirit and life. That is our essence because in our own human effort, we can't accomplish a lot. We can do, you know, a certain amount in our own strength, but partnered with him, partnered with his spirit, we can do so much more. And I believe some of you here today have been running and doing things in your own strength this year and your own rhythm. And you are now running on empty. And some things haven't worked out this year the way that you thought. And it's because you haven't totally surrendered and let go of control. And today, I want to encourage you to release this and let, let your spirit get life again. Let God breathe on your spirit today. You know, we need to anchor our hope in Jesus Christ. You know, we can say that. But do we do it? Do we actually anchor our hope in him? Not anchor our hope in what's around us, not anchor our hope in relationships, in circumstances, in what we've got, but anchor our hope in him. It's everything on the outside. Everything on the outside might look fine, but internally there's still a nagging void. I believe this may speak to the relation, the relationship with that we have with the Lord. And he wants us to keep growing in his word, reading his word, being in his presence and being in that place of worship. And the last one, can I just get the team up if that's okay, is our dreams and our goals. You know, Proverbs 16, 
Verse 9, it says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And in order to see the work finished, we have to be wise in our planning. You know, hasty actions can lead to detrimental consequences. You know when you're in a moment of making a decision and we can just on the fly go, yep, that'll do. Sometimes it's not the right response or the right answer. I know in my life I've learned to make space and to create space when I have to make decisions. I've got to think about, okay, this is ahead or we need to make this big decision because I know that if I make the decision in the moment, it's always the wrong decision. So I create space. It might be a couple of days. It might even be a week. And I always bounce off my husband. We always bounce off each other because who knows, sometimes you can't see clearly. You can't think clearly. And that's why iron sharpens iron. God has put people in your world for you to be accountable to, your husband, your friends, your pastors, your leaders, your family, that you can bounce things off and say, I've got to make this decision. Don't know if it's the right one. Can you sit on it for me? And so coming into the end of the year, I want to encourage you that don't give up dreaming. Don't give up setting goals. You think, you know what, I, I've dreamed about this and I've set this goal and I've, I've set this ahead of me and it just hasn't happened yet. Or everything I thought was going to happen this year, it hasn't come to pass. Don't give up. His timing is perfect. Keep dreaming. Dream again. But keep him at the centre of it all. Keep him at the centre of it all because that's only where it all works and it all comes together. The way we clearly discern God's desires for us is by creating the space needed to allow the Holy Spirit to clarify his plans by dimming the view of the plans that we have for ourselves. Some things haven't gone to plan or come to pass or turned out how you thought they would. But don't give up dreaming. Don't give up setting those goals. Leave this year right. And the next year's version of you will be glad you did. Why don't you stand to your feet, church? As I was praying and I felt... The outcome of this message is not just like, yeah, I'm going to finish well. Listen, that was great. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. That's all good and I want you to do that. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be challenged by what I shared this morning. But most importantly, because this is what has always changed my life and moments of being in the presence of God has changed everything. And I felt the Lord say, I want to refresh my people today. Create a space, create a moment that I can come and refresh my people. And just as I said at the beginning of my message, that we create a moment where we we stop, that we're still, and that you are present in his presence today. Choose to silence those voices right now. Some of you, your heads are going 100 miles an hour. Switch off, my friend. Switch off. Be still. Let him love on you. Feel his peace. Feel his presence. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. 
If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.